0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast. I'm Caleb Simmons. And I'm Joshua Simmons. We are two brothers who love fly fishing, our families, and are men of faith. But like most of you listening, we're still not experts on any of those subjects. So
1: our hope is to speak with as many people that we believe are experts on these subjects and pose the questions that most of us are asking.
0: So thanks for joining us along the journey as we seek to inspire and encourage dads and anglers as we wade through fishing, fatherhood, and faith on the fly.
1: Coming up on today's episode.
2: Trout only live in specific waters. And for me, um, when I first got into it, there's so many tricks to fly fishing that it's just so intimidating and hard to get into. And most people just drop out because of all those challenges. And I, I feel like the sport would be better off if we had more people get into it that were better advocates and better conservationists. And I feel like we lose a lot of those potential people because they just see so many barriers such as, you know, lack of information or whatever. I just kind of, I definitely felt like there was a huge opportunity, even just for myself as a user and just having a cool, easy to use mapping system that has all of your information in one, you know, in one source.
1: That was Mr. Zach Pope the CEO and founder of Trout Routes. Trout Routes is this amazing app that you're going to learn so much about in this episode as we talk to Zach about using this awesome new resource that Joshua and I have really just fallen in love with. Because Joshua, our favorite way of fly fishing is blue lining. We talk about it all the time.
0: Well, I think for anyone who's listened to our show, they know that that is kind of how we got our start in fly fishing. We went to places that maybe nobody else thought there were fish. And there's nothing else that helps. I mean, I can just remember all those hours of spending trying to find where to go fish and doing it on the phone and having to zoom in. It was so difficult. And the Trout Routes app has really been a game changer when I'm trying to find streams. Yeah, and so this is
1: just a really cool conversation that we got to have with the founder and CEO of Trout Routes. Um, we get into a lot of great information talking about how he designed this cool resource, uh, how he sees it its purpose played out. And really, my favorite part of the interview is when we talk a little bit about the fact of how this resource could specifically be used for dads. Um, It's a really cool conversation that we get to have with him. And he even brings some really great dad tips that I really love towards the end of this conversation.
0: Yeah, Zach took time to actually uh, come up with some tips that he uses with his kids, which is awesome. So stick around for the end for that for sure. And uh, we hope you really enjoy this episode with Zach Pope. Of trout routes,
1: yeah. So can't wait to hear that. Trout routes is also one of our new sponsors uh, for 2023. So you're going to probably hear an ad from them here in just a minute. Uh, we are big believers in this product, so we were excited to get Zach on to talk a little bit more about how it came about and how you can use it more effectively for your own personal fly fishing. Uh, before we dive into this episode, though, want to remind everyone we're super excited this coming weekend. Uh, this drops on Monday and this Saturday and Sunday. Joshua and I will be at the Virginia Fly Fishing and Wine Festival. Man, I'm excited about that.
0: Dude, we're stoked. I'm, I'm ready to pack like a week early. I was, I was already getting ready to pack, and my, my wife's going, your wife's going. We're going to have a big time. Uh, we did something in very
1: not-on-the-fly fashion, though. I kind of made you come over the other night with our wives to have a planning meeting, so we have this booth prepared and ready to go.
0: <laughs> yeah, our booth is going to be nice and interactive, so come by and see us. Tell us some stories. Uh, we hope to meet as many People as we can and just tell them all about Dads on the fly and hopefully just really hear about their fly fishing adventures as well so uh man i'm stoked i can't wait i would leave right now but we gotta wait till this weekend it's gonna be a fun time so if you're
1: in the virginia area uh make sure to come check out the festival if you've got more questions uh there's going to be some amazing speakers and people there you can find it online at vaflyfishingfestival.com. so make sure to go check them out also
0: And as always, um, for those of you who are new to Dads on the Fly or even some of our listeners that have been with us for a long, long time, uh, we want to make sure and give everybody an opportunity to check us out. It'll be in the show notes. We now have a Patreon account, and that is a great way to help us with our podcast expenses as we continue to try to produce and create great shows for everyone
1: yeah we're excited about that so make sure to go over to patreon just search dads on the fly you'll find us right there um if you feel led to to help create more content like this to try to get in the hands of more dads and more anglers to try to inspire and encourage them we would love for you to contribute as uh, we have all the different things that it takes to run this podcast so we're excited about today's episode hope you enjoy this conversation with mr zach pope the ceo and founder of trout routes as much as we did Ads on the Fly is brought to you by Trout Routes. Joshua, one of the things that we love to do is to explore new water, and we have found an amazing new resource to help us do just that. Whether it's going out west in places we've never been before or finding new water right here in western North Carolina, Trout Routes has become an amazing resource to
0: help us find more trout to catch. Yeah, Caleb. Created in 2019, Trout Routes is an app providing the most complete resource available to trout anglers while on and off the water. The mission of Trout Routes is to empower anglers to explore the public trout waters across the United States. They are also proud to work with backcountry hunters and anglers, Trout Unlimited, and United Women on the Fly in 2023 to grow the sport, improve conservation, and fight for public land access. Caleb, I can't tell you a better thing to use if you're a new or an experienced angler to find a place to fish than to use the app Trout Routes. And as of January 3rd, 2023, the entire lower 48 states are now covered by the Trout Routes app. So check them out on your Android or Apple phone today. Well, hello everyone and welcome to the dads on the fly podcast and i am here with my brother caleb as always caleb how are you doing tonight man
1: doing great man Uh, excited for today's episode we got an awesome special guest on joining us tonight is the founder and ceo of trout routes mr zach pope zach thanks for joining us
2: man awesome thanks so much for having me i'm really excited to be here it's a privilege and an honor to join you guys tonight it should be fun
0: Mr. Zach is sitting in his uh, 10-year-old's room uh, z- 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 chatting with us tonight, so true proof of dad on the fly there. I love the it. I love it. Perfect. That job. wasn't supposed to be public, but yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> good, um, man. It's
0: good, all good. So, Caleb, I, I remember watching, uh, we were talking about this all fair. pretty sure it was uh, a Wildfly fly video, uh, maybe in the short bus diaries or you know everything those guys put out of watch, and they were doing a series, and they kept talking about trout routes, and they kept talking about trout routes, and... And I was like, man, I wonder what this trout routes thing is, and I've, I've never heard of it. And I got the the app, and immediately, um, as a Western North Carolina fly angler for these 10 years I've been doing it, I was immediately drawn to to what trout routes is. And We're going to get out into what trout routes is, but before we do that, I wanted to give Zach an opportunity, like we do everyone that we have on Dads on the Fly. Zach, do you have a, a cool story, maybe the first time you had a fly rod in your hand, man?
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, basically my fly fishing journey is definitely more of like a, uh, kind of figured out on your own kind of story. So my grandpa passed away before I was born. And so we were cleaning out his garage when I was probably like 16 or so and came across this fly rod that, you know, I'd heard about fly fishing. I'd seen it. I always admired it. It's kind of this like, you know, standard gear angler kind of thing, you know, pretty young hitting the lakes. And I found this fly rod in this garage and I, I'm telling you, it was like, must have been like a 15 weight. It was like this crazy It uh, wasn't fiberglass. It was like a metal rod. It was almost like a pole. And I tried to as like, you know what? This is my cue. I got to try and figure this out. Like this is my this is my moment. So I took it to, you know, the local standard Cabela's or whatever it was. And they just looked at it and they they had to go to Google to try and figure out what the heck it was. Wow. And I think they tried to contact a local museum, but they wouldn't take it either. Um, <laughs> so then they pointed me to the uh, to the to the cheapest, you know, starter kit. Uh, and so I never used that rod, actually. I just used one of the starter kits and then I just went to one of the local lakes. I'm from uh, Minneapolis here. There's tons of warm water fishing around here and started picking up pan fish and trying to figure it out. And, uh, I think what I really fell in love with is just like the idea that every time you go out fly fishing, you're typically trying to explore a new area and every area that you go to is just gorgeous and it's just like the coolest experience ever. And so uh, it turns out I'm not very good at fly fishing, but I I just love like trying to find new places every time you go. I kind of rarely go out to the same place. Um, and so that's kind of how I got into it. I just kind of, uh, I never really had anyone in my family, never really had any mentors uh, in the early days. And, but I was just, I just fell in love right away. Great, so I, man,
1: love it. And so that, uh, your love of fly fishing uh, got you turned on to what you do now, which is the founder and CEO of Trout Routes. So, for those who are listening, who maybe don't know of Trout Routes or who haven't heard of it before, um, describe for them in the the best way that you can what is Trout Routes.
2: Yeah, Trout Routes is basically a mapping system that helps you find trout streams and figure out how to publicly access it as quickly as possible. So, kind of going back to my story, uh, you know, I fly fished in the Midwest where. It's called the driftless region. I'm sure most of your really unique, uh, public access opportunities, but it's kind of a maze and there's just so much water and it's kind of hard if you're just getting started in fly fishing, it's, it's really intimidating and it's really hard to get into. And so one of my core values and like kind of missions is to make fly fishing more accessible mm. through better information. And so I got into fly fishing, you know, it's pretty intimidated. I actually spent seven years fly fishing before I caught any trout. Wow. So it's not you know, something you brag about, but that is true. We got, we got,
1: well, probably access for you too, though, right? Like
2: just getting close to them. Yeah, I got really close, but I think, you know, one of the tricks that I found is just not knowing where the actual trout streams are. Yeah. So, you know, we all know that trout only live in specific waters. And for me, um, when I first got into it, there's so many tricks to fly fishing that it's just so intimidating and hard to get into. And most people just drop out because of all those challenges. And I, I feel like, the sport would be better off if we had more people get into it that were better advocates and better conservationists. And I feel like we lose a lot of those potential people because they just see so many barriers, such as, you know, lack of information or whatever. And so, you know, I got into it and seven years later, I finally uh, took my first trip out west. It was actually to the Black Hills, which is kind of a mini mini out west, but, you know, if you've ever been to the Black Hills, it's, it's incredible. Um, caught my first trout there on uh, Rapid Creek. Um, got a lot of tips and actually had my first guide out of, uh, Dakota anglers, which is a, just an awesome, one of my favorite shops kind of all of all time. Um, but kind of going back. Yeah, I, I just kind of, I definitely felt like there was a huge opportunity, even just for myself as a user and just having a cool, easy to use mapping system that has all of your information in one, you know, in one source, um, here in, in the drift list, we have, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, a little bit of Illinois, um, mostly those three states and each state has their own access laws, has their own maps, has their own tools. And a lot of us cross state lines. And it's just like, I mean, you spend so much time just trying to figure out where the heck to go. Mm. Um, that I definitely was passionate pretty early on coming up with this, this system, um, and my background's engineering. I kind of have a little bit of an entrepreneur background and just kind of took it one one step at a time, and in twenty eighteen, I believe is when we started. I guess when I started the company, and uh, it's been kind of history ever since.
0: So, it's an it's an app. I, I have it on my. I have the app version on my Apple phone, and uh, and that's what I use. And how I can speak for myself, but I want you to tell us how you how you view your customers and. When you were creating it, how did you see it being used effectively? Um, how, how does it make us? For me, it makes me more efficient. I don't know if that's what your your game plan was, but what did you see it as when you created it?
2: I think that's a really accurate. First of all, it's a good question. Second of all, I think it's exactly what what I had envisioned. Again, I mean, when I'm in the early days when I was exploring trout waters, so the first question is, you know, where are these trout streams? Second question is where are the areas that are public? So public land, public bridge. Um, in our area, there's a lot of easements. Um, and so those two questions combined with the other things, like what are the stream flows and you know, how do we get this thing offline? How do I get GPS and directions? Um, my thought was that if we could create a system that has all this information in one place, it would make your time to get to the water way more efficient. So you know, our whole mission is to get you on the water as fast as possible we all love driving around and exploring, but at the same time, we'd rather have you explore on the water than in your car. And so we really wanted to create a system that was more efficient and more informative.
0: Zach, when I was first starting to fish, North Carolina has a, a map, which you may know of, I mean, creating what you've created, like North Carolina wildlife has their map. Right. And, and that's what I used for so many years until I found trial routes and because I can, it's so much better on my phone. I'll just be real with you. Like when maybe you don't have your computer with you, you're on a trip or maybe you're in your car even. And we were trying to change on the, on the fly that on, on the fly, we're trying to change our, our stream and I can just use your app so much more effectively. Um, so how did, was that the goal was to make sure it was really cell phone friendly.
2: Yeah. You have to remember that, you know, these, these agencies are really, really good at particular things, but by design, they're not good at everything. So same thing in like Wisconsin is they have a really, really nice, uh, well, I should say pretty nice, um, kind of a web interface where it's semi-interactive, but it's a step above where they came from, which was, uh, this PDF map system, um, Minnesota has the same thing and, and other States really kind of grew up doing these PDF maps that were not interactive. They didn't have GPS and, you know, you alluded to this new era of, you know, a quote unquote interactive web interface. Um, but if you think about it, like they're really good at, uh, doing science or they should be really good at doing science and they're not so good at like user interface and user design. And so we kind of felt like, Hey, let's come up with a system that makes it really easy to interpret the data. So adding a layer of abstraction that makes it easier as you, as an angler to interpret that, but also cross state lines and then make it really user-friendly. So that was definitely kind of the idea of kind of taking that all, putting it all together and adding more information on top.
1: Yeah, that's really good. And you, you bring up a really interesting point because I know, I mean, I love North Carolina wildlife and what they do. Um, and I'm so grateful, but, like you said, their focus should be the science. Their focus should be on conservation and taking care of these resources that we love. I, their job shouldn't be to necessarily show me where to fish or like or or help me figure that out. Like I shouldn't go to them and expect like a great mapping, you know, uh, app or source or something like that. They can do a print map that I can use but, um, I want them more focused on the science and I'm, I'm, it's almost like you've seen this problem and you want to try to help. (laughs) And, and I, and I really, yeah, I mean,
2: I would much rather the scientists try to figure out how to properly manage fisheries or how to properly create, um, long-term sustainable, um, catch and release policies or all these things that I personally don't know as well, you know, and, but I, but I want them to not spend time on, creating, you know, pretty little buttons that help user interface design yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. That's not their specialty.
1: No, and it shouldn't um, be. <laughs> yeah.
2: So that's kind of, I, I think, I think most, you know, states are, are kind of understanding that and they, they've kind of taken it as far as they can, which are these interactive, uh, you know, websites that you guys are, you know, referring to. But I think that kind of allows us to fill in a nice hole where we can take it a step further across state boundaries, make a national system and, and people definitely seem to resonate with it.
1: I mean, I know I definitely have. Um, I've used it a ton. Uh, matter of fact, not too long ago, I took a trip out to Colorado in October, and um, kind of had an idea where I was going to be staying. Uh, it was a it was a treat, a retreat that I went on uh, through work. We talked about oh, it. It was a treat. Episode. You can go ahead. and It, it, it was, was a treat. Yeah, don't let him fool you. It was pretty phenomenal. And um, but knew kind of the area I was going to be staying, but not exactly like the address of the place where we were going to be. knew it was going to be this awesome, um, like cabin uh on the side of a mountain there in Colorado. And uh when I got there, literally pulled up trout routes and was staying on the property on a nice little class two river. And uh for Colorado, man, it was just unbelievable. And it, you know, it helped me get access and know right where I was gonna be and was able to kind of, you know, add some um or find some information about where I was at and what I was gonna do because of the app. So uh I mean, I encourage anybody who hasn't checked it out yet to get it. Um, It it is an awesome resource, especially if you like exploring new places. Uh, It is definitely worth it.
0: And that's where I was going to go. Zach, I can't speak to other places like the Driftless. Definitely on my list to fish. I can't speak to um, Montana or Colorado and other other states you have. But speaking to North Carolina, yeah, we could call – you can call a fly shop and, hey, this is the river to float, right? Or this is the hatchery-supported water that everybody knows about. But me and Caleb love blue line stream exploring. <laughs> and so there is no better thing for me. Like, we used it this summer we were in Banner Elk, which we fished there before. We were like, hey, let's try something new. Let's look at something different. Um, and we, we went straight to the app And just the zoom-in capabilities. And so I think for small stream access, it's a no-brainer. Um, and I don't know how much, is that something you feel like your app does better than anything else?
2: Yeah. I mean, I got, I have a couple of my own stories. I mean, even, uh, so just last week, uh, I had a presentation in the Michigan fly fishing club in Detroit. And so, uh, from Minneapolis to Detroit turns out to be quite a long drive. Um, I thought it'd be like three hours, turns out to be like 10. Um, so that kind of sucks, but along the way, you know, I'm always checking my own phone, looking at all these different blue lines that I'm crossing. And one of the nice things that we attempt to do in trout routes is we try to put all of the streams that we have into this, you know, uh, this four class system. And the the intent behind that is to give you a very high level guideline on like the overall level of quality of a, of a watershed or a river. And it's not supposed to be exact, but it is supposed to help you understand, you know, the top rivers in a state. So like, for example, in Michigan or Montana, there's, you know, the top 10 blue ribbon streams in the state. We just want you to have a good quick visual of what those are. So as I'm driving from Minneapolis to really Detroit, I stopped in Grand Rapids, um, where there's a really great, you know, steelhead and migratory run right now. And so along the way, I'm looking at all this, all these, uh, you know, class twos and even class one rivers that I myself, you know, put into the system. And, you know, it's just a really useful tool to quickly, see where you are and where the nearest trout river is and where to publicly access it. Uh, and then the second example is, is literally today, we just bought flights to, um, uh, Boise, Idaho for the, um, Western Idaho fly fishing expo, uh, which we'll be at in January. And, you know, my first question is, okay, the show ends apparently, I don't know why, but it ends on Saturday. And so we have our outgoing flight on Monday. And so what do you do on Sunday? You go fishing. Exactly what you do. Yeah, exactly. so, believe it. <laughs> So what do we do? We look for the nearest tailwater because that's the only river you can fish in January in Idaho. So it turns out there, within, I would say 45 seconds, we found the dam, which is just outside of Boise. You've never been there. And you have a state park right on the base of the dam. And sure enough, that's a great place to fish. So it's just a really efficient, really quick awesome. way to like find good good trout water. Yeah. One
0: thing I don't do that I need to start doing on it that I wanted you to speak to since I have the founder and CEO of Trout Routes once you find a place you like, and, and I don't do this, Caleb. Maybe you do on, on yours. I haven't done it very well. You're cap- You have a capability in your app to market. Correct.
2: Yeah, and we don't really do a great job of like advocating for that feature or even educating people. But yeah, we have a full, full featured like personalization thing, so you can like create notes on a river. You can create custom markers with custom icons. You can do, all, you can favorite rivers. There's, there's all kinds of ways that you can personalize it. And all that stays on we, your phone. Yeah, it's uh, we should really almost lead the entire podcast with that. Um, another thing that we don't do a great job of is explain that Trout Routes is entirely private, period. So we exist as a team, as a company to create, aggregate and put together tons of data layers and make it very visible to you but we bring the data. You don't bring it to anyone else. It's very private. So all of your markers, all of your notes, it all stays with you and it's private to you, um, period. So that's a very private system. Um, But yes, we have notes. You can create markers. You can go offline. You can favorite streams. It's a pretty cool system. I just want to add one other thing. Um, One thing that we just added that, again, we have not uh, said enough about, but you can actually, if, if anyone uh, out there actually uses Google maps, like we all use Google maps for, you know, marking our own little spots or whatever. So my Google maps looks like a, you know, the, the Northern lights, there's all kinds of stars everywhere. Um, <laughs> we, we have a, we have a new way today to actually export your Google maps places and import that into Trout route. So it's fully oh, wow. synchronized. So it's kind of a nice way to like, let's say you got a hundred spots in Google Maps. Well, yeah. I don't want to recreate all those. There's a really easy way to import that. So we're just trying to make a kind of an easy approach there.
0: That's pretty awesome. And I don't, and you also have, when you're looking at, I just pulled up. I love the, being able to choose the base layer um, for satellite or terrain or road. I just love that feature because that's what I used to do on Google Maps before I had trout routes, zooming in on rivers and stuff. Yeah. Yep. Love being able to do that. And the other thing that's really cool is the map modes. Um, If you're not familiar guys, if you don't have trout ropes, you know, he, you can pull it up as regulations access or just basic. And that, that shows a lot for me. I love the regulations for North Carolina um, because it shows our blue lines versus our DH water and stuff like that. And I don't know all the other States regulations, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking you're doing that for all the different States as you, as you keep adding more places.
2: Yeah, let me just kind of back up. So the there's three different like pro level modes. Um, and again, not to make this like a sales pitch, but just to kind of explain what these are. So the guide mode is really intended to help you quickly find the best trout waters in an area and public access in general. So all the streams are color coded based on how good they are based on our own system and all the public lands in green. And if a river overlaps public land, it's highlighted in gray. super simple. Access mode is where you're trying to find a very specific type of public access. <clears throat> For example, let's say you are taking the family to a national park, which ties into our later subject of like how to how to fly fish efficiently with family. Um, you might want to know, okay, I'm taking my family to the national park. Where are the best streams in that national park? And so that's a really quick way to find easements, national parks, state parks, um, all kinds of other things. Uh, the third one is kind of a newer mode, which says let's help anglers understand all the regulations in the entire country by color coding all the regulations based on that state's regulation. So in your guys's case, North Carolina, there's like eight or nine different, um, classifications, DH, um, I don't know. There's a couple of others. And yeah, then hatch- in PA,
0: Hatchery supported wild. Yeah. Those are what yeah. And are then it,
2: go up to PA and there's like another nine. There's, you know, there's class A wild, there's all kinds of stuff. (laughs) The hard part and what took us a really, really long time is to figure out how do we map all of these regs in one map mode across the entire country. That's a really, really hard problem. So, Mm -hmm. so far, I think we have, um, I think it's 40 states fully mapped out, soon to be 48 in a couple of weeks. And of those 48, I think we have 30 with regs. So we're really trying to quickly cover the entire country, but we already have the majority of it kind of already done. So, wow. So
0: I didn't realize you were in that many yeah, states. I, I know you, I I've been paying attention to like the states you're adding, but you almost got 48.
2: Uh, we've almost doubled in the last six months. So That's we're moving really awesome. fast. Yeah. I was going to say,
1: I feel like. So it's for everybody. Not very long ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah
2: so our whole uh, kind of fast forward to like our the only news that I'll share tonight is, uh we're gonna be launching the lower 48 January 1st.
0: Awesome. So there really you go, cool. folks. Christmas that's present. Great. I mean, that's a great Christmas present, got <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you know, get your trout routes uh, subscription, and we got the whole lower 48 as of January 1 for your 2023 fishing uh adventures. You, you guys can- wanna take right a ahead.
2: wild guess at how many streams that is?
0: Oh god, oh, no, god, I mean
2: so it's every, uh, you know, our rule of thumb is if a stream has trout any time of the year, inland only, we map it out. And when we say we map it out, we have every marker, we have every bridge, every public parcel, all that good stuff. Um, I'll give you a hint. In Mich- in Michigan, I believe it was 6,000. Okay. So, you know, we're not talking million, but. That's still a lot of math for me to do. Here, <laughs> I'm <just kidding. laughs> See, I'm an engineer, so I just kind of run that. He just, oh, uh, just not
1: real know. quick. Yeah. It's,
2: it's 50,000. So there's 50,000 yeah. streams. Wow. And the, the cool part about our architecture is we have, again, this class system that we made. And we also have a filter feature, which is super powerful that not many people know how to best use. Mm-hmm. But essentially, it lets you turn on the top one and two classes. Yeah. And with that feature, you can see the top 700 streams in the country, in the entire country, every That's top trout stream in the country. So it's pretty cool if you ever want to do like... Hey, I want to take my brother to the top stream in California. You turn those filters on, you can quickly see not just which ones they are, but where to access them.
1: That's pretty incredible. Man, the The app is, I encourage anybody who doesn't, who hasn't checked it out yet. Now there is a, uh, but before we dive into all of it, there is a free version of it, correct?
2: Yeah, we do a, a, a what's called a freemium model. Yeah. So like it's free to download, free to sign up. There are some features that are free, not many. Yeah. Yes. But really, the the meat of it is going to be in that pro level, which is oh, forty fun. bucks a year.
1: Yeah, and it's incredible; totally worth it. Um,
0: forty bucks—it's like good. But it's, I mean, it's it's, it's, it's awesome.
1: I, I love too that not only do you have all of the uh, you, you've got so many things in there besides just rivers. I mean, you guys have gotten the um, all the. I mean, there's every fly shop on your way to the river is on there. Is that right? Like there's fly. Yeah. Shops. That
2: was a fun project. Uh, we have 835 fly shops that we custom made logos, website URLs and phone numbers. And
1: it was, I mean, that was, that was fun. Incredible. Um, you've got, uh, all the like state parks.
2: Yeah. And the other one yeah. last feature that we didn't talk about is, uh, elevation maps. Those are pretty interesting that I haven't seen anywhere else. Um, yeah. I feel like elevations are really if you know how to use it it's a really powerful concept and you know especially when you're out west um elevation can really differentiate from those really high headwaters which are like you know ten thousand feet you know pretty unique rookie or cutthroat water um and you can also use those interactive elevation maps to help uh highlight very unique features like reservoirs and tailwaters mm-hmm. because as you're using that elevation map you can see where it flattens out which is typically like a lake or reservoir and then it'll drop down really aggressively. And that's going to be those sweet spot tailwaters. So if you really want to hone in on those dams, those tailwaters which are you know world-known, that's yeah. a really powerful feature. And we have that elevation feature for all the all the streams. So it's kind of a cool yeah, so really you, can, cool. you can basically like an elevation map of streams that you've never even heard of. It's pretty that's cool.
0: Wild. Here's the other thing I like, Caleb. I can so Great Smoky Mouse National Park. We love to fish, right? Yep. We know kind of where we want to go, but I used to have to get on the gray Smoky mountains national park map and the north Carolina map and do like two different browsers on my computer screen and then try to find because you can find the but he's got the campsites in there oh yeah you got uh,
1: campsites you got it i mean like you got, got all, all the routes and
0: yep. so that, that's awesome because then i can see i can kind of figure out by that how, how far i'm how far i'm walking and stuff i mean where i'm at I, you got you got
2: bridges yeah, we have bridges we have trails we got campgrounds we, we we worked with the national park service to kind of pull in all there because there it is there it is a lot of the stuff's public so we just yeah the hard part is really putting it all together yeah um so we definitely have all the national park data um you mentioned distance we actually don't have distance today but that's a pretty easy feature that we're going to throw in there pretty quick so in other words cool. let's say you're at a trailhead and you want to know what is the distance to the bridge exactly. and i'll give you i'll give you a that's specific example great. yeah from your from your neck of the woods i went to bryson city um, last year actually for testing of this thing. Um, and so we went to, I probably shouldn't say the name, but we went to a pretty popular Creek just North of Bryson city. It starts with a D and yeah, it's a familiar. state, you know, it's got the national park parking lot trailhead. And so the question that we had was like, if we start in that parking lot and we know there's a trail bridge, some distance up the river, how far is that height? Cause we actually had our one-year-old with us. And so we don't have that, but that's a very easy thing to add that we're going to probably have in the next couple of months.
1: That's really cool. Yeah, that'll be, I mean, that's a game changer because we do so much of that, like with the way we blue line and stuff of, all right, here's the parking lot. We want to hike to this bridge. We want to go ahead and maybe make our plan of where we want to get out of the water. Um, and so knowing those distances, that's going to be incredible. That's awesome. Huh. Good to know. <laughs> well, like, you know, I think about Tom's Joshua when we go, uh, you know, that case of point that unshallow creek that he probably just named um
0: uh there's certain
1: it's good it would be good to know like certain bridge access that we get in on that creek sometimes um and knowing like distances like from bridge to bridge um kind of planning that out because i feel like we do that a lot like we try to figure it out i mean you used to send me uh like saying, Hey, we're going to go from here to here. And I would have to pull it up on Google earth and like, you know, draw your yeah, yep. along
2: the river yep. and figure out, I see okay, that too. That's about,
1: yep. It's about, you know, and figure out, okay, well, that's about a two mile fish. That's going to take us a lot longer than this guy yep. thinks it's going to take us uh, because three he always thinks I'm it's like, oh, gonna, yeah, we'll be yeah. fine. He's we'll like, get like out, no He's worries. Like, get out before dark. And I'm like, dude, yeah. that's six miles. We're trying to get down there somewhere. Yeah. I think it's, that's going to be incredible. That's going to be a really cool feature. Like we will use, I know, for sure, we I already use the know. full out of that. I love um, it. We already are using it for access. Again, encourage anybody who wants to check it out, um, go find it. It's available, Android, App Store, all, all the places.
2: Yep, all the above.
1: All the places where you get an app for your smartphone, um, make sure to go check out Trout Routes. We we highly recommend it.
0: So we're going to take a quick break, and uh, when we come back, we're going to talk to Zach um, here at Dads on the Fly about his life as a dad and how he enjoys getting outside with his kids and maybe on the trout streams some. And, uh, you know, how, how can I even think there's a way that trout routes is even better for dad. So I've got a little idea. I hope he agrees with on that one. And, uh, so we'll be right back after this break. Dad's on the fly is brought to you by Maggie Valley fly shop. Maggie Valley Fly Shop is your go-to stop in Western North Carolina for all your fly fishing needs. Whether you're looking to book a
1: guided trip or you're wanting to go catch some gear that you may need before you hit the stream, hop into Maggie Valley Fly Shop, grab a cup of coffee, get all the gear you need, and go enjoy a great day on the water in Western North Carolina. You can also check them out online at maggievalleyflyshop.com. We are back with Mr. Zach Pope, the founder and CEO of Trout Routes. Zach has been telling us all about this amazing app that he has designed and a uh, lot of the great stories for how to be able to use it. Um, and, but now, Zach, we want to talk to you a little bit more about you are a dad. Uh, I love the fact that, as you said, you are recording this episode live from your daughter's bedroom. So you're a true dad on the fly, my man. And, uh, You uh, have had some experience of getting your kids out on the water. We would love to hear a little bit more about that. One of the things we do on our podcast is talk to guys who are constantly uh, seeing the value of having their kids outside. And so would love to hear a little bit about what that's been like for you.
2: Yeah. So I got a 11 year old girl named Ivy, and then we have a one and a half year old named Olive. And, you know, honestly, I feel like uh, the 11 year old, we actually share kind of part-time in my household. So you know if you think about that the first like seven years when she was kind of growing up i kind of had um half time to kind of do my own personal fishing and so the psychology of that is you really shove in as much personal fishing as you can during that off time but on that on time the question is like how do you balance the desire to fly fish while also being a dad yeah and i i over time i kind of figured out how to blend those two And so one of my first and most favorite trips actually was, uh, when I brought my, uh, 11 year old uh, at the time, six, her name is Ivy, just me and her. And we went out to the black Hills. And so, you know, it's as us as anglers, we're so drawn to hardcore exploration, getting to that last mile of the river that only you can get to. And it's always like a, it's always kind of a push to get to a place that you haven't been to, but when you're a dad, everything changes. And so like the first kind of Thing that I learned that I have heard on your guys' podcast before is just being super careful about expectations. Yeah. And so the, the key for me when I'm with kids is that your goal is not to catch fish. You have to accept that. Your goal is to keep the kids engaged, keep them happy, and to get them to stay on the water, to love it as long as possible, even if it's for an hour. But if you're thinking that you're going to be on there for longer than an hour, like I think you're, you're up for kind of a long day. And so on that first trip to the Black Hills, you know, honestly, uh, you know, it wasn't really about the fishing, obviously it was about just, you know, spending the time in a, in a cool cabin in the, in the Black Hills it was awesome. Um, but I do have a second tip and that is, um, be very strategic with where you go. So, you know, again, at this time she was six. So I think rules change for if it's one or, you know, 16, but at this point you get a six-year-old daughter who is really into the outdoors has never fly fished. Um, but just loves the outdoors, loves being on the water. And so my suggestion is to like, be very strategic with where you go. If you want to fly fish, but you also want to bring the kids. And what I mean by that is find a city park that is on a trout stream. That might sound obvious, but again, not to bring up trout routes, but like, if you want to try and find a place where you can fly fish and the kids are going to be engaged, but also sustained long-term with entertainment, go to a park that's on a trout stream. You can get them to be easily accessible on the stream, get them under the rocks, get them into the water. And by the time they're bored, they'll go to the park and play in the park. Well, you can still fly fish for another half an hour. So that I kind of learned that I kind of found some, what's we, that
0: this summer? We literally did what you said. That just happened. We, we, did, we, <laughs> we had trout routes. Um, We were at a park and I was like, well, we'll pull up trout routes. see This is a trout stream. Oh man, it is a trout stream. Um, hey, hey, let's take our rods down there. And the kids are riding their bikes around like this little circle and, um, we're, I mean, this stream may be as wide as it may be four foot wide. And we're over there tossing dry flies and playing around. And next thing, you know, Caleb's like, Oh, I just caught two Browns down here. And he's like 40 feet up above me. And, uh, the kids are on the playground. Grandma's watching them. And, um, we kind of get tired to sit down and my son's like, let me try. And he's, he's 10 and he's over here. I'm like, we've already fished that little stretch catches his first wild rainbow on a dry fly, his cast, everything right there. We're all sitting at picnic tables watching him. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, we talked about that on a previous episode that may not be people say, well, to me, that, that's a, that's an awesome experience. That's, it doesn't, you don't have to be 7,000 feet up somewhere in the middle of the great Smoky Mouse national park, because how easy, that everybody can't do that with a six-year-old and it doesn't look really conducive with four kids we had running around but it was, it was trout fishing. It was on the fly and it was special. And, uh, that's a great point you make find those places.
2: I mean, you you have to let go of that, that ambition that we all have as like individual anglers. Like when you have kids and you're with them, like you got to let go of that. And so if you can find a way to keep them happy and you fly fish, like you are all winning. So like my story is, you know, we went to the black Hills again, just me and Ivy. And we went to, I found a park. And super cool park. Like there was some family doing some sort of a, uh, you know, they had some sort of a picnic or whatever. And, you know, for the first 10 minutes, I got her to follow me around with her net. And uh, I didn't know it at the time, but that park had just been stocked. So here I am thinking I'm, you know, some, some awesome angler, but really I think it was just stocked, but I don't, you know, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. No so, either. you know, we get three fish pretty quick. Uh, I think it was a streamer bite at the time. And so, you know, I'm catching fish. She's netting it. She's super excited. She's, you know, ecstatic. I still have videos of this. And then after 15 minutes, she gets bored. She goes over to the picnic to play with other kids. 20 minutes later, she brings the, the, this young girl from the picnic over to teach her how to fish. And then she teaches her to throw a bobber in the same stream where I'm fishing. This girl who's never caught a trout or never caught a fish before catches like a pretty, pretty big, you know, it's a stalker, but pretty big rainbow out of this tiny little creek in the Black Hills. And everyone's just like ecstatic. You know, it's like the best day ever for That's the girl, awesome. for my daughter, for me, I was having a blast. It was, Y'all probably it was still awesome.
1: laugh about that. Y'all probably still talk about it. That's so I still cool. I still, still got videos yeah. of that whole day. That's so great. That is awesome.
0: And that that's what we try to be about here at Daz on the Fly. And that's what and just in talking with Zach on the phone a couple of times and learning more about trout routes um through DM messages. And you know, you could tell you you kind of fit what we're about here, and and we definitely fit what you're about at trout routes, and that is just those times on the water that's memories man you can't get those back and and those are special and that's to me trout routes is i mean it's like we said earlier when you got two hours and you don't have all day you want to know where you're going fishing and you want to and what you're saying about state parks i've never even thought of using it that way but that's a great point um you can see, hey, this will probably give me some hiking options if my daughter or son wants to hike for a couple, you know, 30 minutes and then we fish and then we throw rocks and whatever. Um, what a great point, man. I know you said you had another tip. Uh, so you got a couple tips in there. You have one more to, to throw at us?
2: Yeah, I think the other one's kind of in the same boat, but just minimizing complexity. So, like, <clears throat> you know, let's say you want to go on the water with your kids. Uh, it's really tempting to, again, try to have ambition going into it gonna leave the day the kids gonna learn how to cast they're gonna learn how to like you know maybe a, a dry dropper who knows they're gonna get their first fish of course the system's complex because you know it's gonna be two feet down before you know it there's tangles left and right and you, your whole day is frustrated and it's kind of ruined i mean honestly for me if i can just get on the water and just have my daughters like play with rocks i've already won yeah so keeping it simple and not over complicating it with your ambitions is key so honestly, half the time when I go, you know, quote unquote, fly fishing with my kids, I don't even bring a fly rod. Yeah. I just bring my waders or I bring wet, you know, what wet shoes. And we just go walk around the water. And if we can see risers, that's awesome. If we can look at bugs under rocks, that's awesome. But I'm not spending time detangling. I'm not spending time getting stuck in trees. If you really want to teach casting at that age, get a, uh, you know, a little four foot yarn thing and go play around your house. But I think being really careful and strategic with when you introduce complexity to kids is key to preventing frustration for you and the kids. And it kind of keeps them engaged and keeps them excited at the same time.
1: That's a really good point. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about that. I, I think it's really smart and really wise to think about the fact that a lot of times, I, I think a lot of times our kids do get frustrated and tend to not want to do it is because we make it too hard for them. Like right. remember they're, they're, they're kids. Like let's make it about fun. Let's make it about what it's supposed to be about. And no, they don't need to be able to chunk a a streamer 60 feet, you know, into a hole and strip it back at the perfect rate to get a brown trout to chase. Like, you know, let's, let's just make it fun and enjoy it for what it really, really is. That's really great. So would love to hear a little bit then. How do you think Trout Routes, this awesome app that you've created, how do you think, do you think it could be used in any special ways for dads? Or you see dads maybe using it in a, in a way, maybe even better than maybe your average user. I don't know. That may be a weird question. I kind of,
2: I kind of think so. And here's why, um, again, like, let's say you're going to go to, you know, the Rocky mountain national park or even the great, you know, the smoky mountains. Um, those are common places for families. There's a lot of family friendly places that you're going to go to no matter what. And trial routes to help you know very quickly if there's a trout stream nearby. And so if you've got two hours in between breakfast and lunch, kids are busy, you only got 2 hours you can use something like trout routes to quickly find that trout water uh, much faster than you could if you had to figure out okay what is the you know what is the website for the rocky mountain national park and then where on that site which is very complex is there a map for the trout streams with something like trout routes i mean i can literally turn on that guide mode i can find out that you know the the whatever river is class 1 and it's 2 miles from my cabin and i've used it in that exact case before so, you know, I think it can be really useful for dads that are on a very tight time limit. They only get yeah. two hours away from the family. Um, I've used it in Minnesota before when we were on the North shore, where again, I only had, we were staying in, in Lutzen, in Minnesota, if anyone's familiar with that. And we were staying at a cabin and this is in the very early days of trout routes. And I could use it to figure out that there was a trail that went down to a trout stream and it apparently wrapped upstream like a mile and came back up. Uh, by this waterfall. And so this is in the summer and it's actually a ski resort. And So only had an hour and a half, right? You got two kids, you got a busy, you got, we actually have two dogs too. So I took this hike, turns out to be a super sketchy hike, uh, but it worked out and actually followed the trail, got on some great water, got a small brookie and got back in an hour and a half. And I would never have even known that was a trout stream had I not used my own, you know, the trout routes at the time. So I think it can be very helpful for very efficiently getting on trout water.
0: I think so too, man. I love it. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, great tips from dad came prepared. Love it a dad who comes prepared a lot better than we often do. Thanks for those, man. I appreciate that. Um, and uh, awesome stories from the water with uh with your two kids. Uh, just want to take a second to um, one of the things that I think makes your just in mind you talking that makes travel great is you you welcome opinions. Like me and you had talked about something one time about a stream um, or you you welcome some feedback. And and I think that's what makes your, as you've grown this, what makes your company successful. Would you, would you like to speak to that?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think in general um, we are, you know, a younger company, but we're not that young. And the biggest thing is that we do believe in the best interest of the industry. Like we really want to make the future of the industry um, better, more welcoming, more open. And I think the future of the industry Is best if we can make it more accessible to everyone. And I think we're going to find more conservationists and more advocates in the sport if we can make this a little bit more accessible and friendly, et cetera. And so, as part of that, as part of our core values, we are extremely open to feedback. And I'll give you one kind of a specific example in the early days. Uh, This is probably like two years ago. You know, we're just kind of getting started out, just kind of throwing out ideas. And and really, what we did is we, we took kind of some early prototypes of our initial, you know, Trout Routes app and we threw out to the public to kind of get some feedback. It was free at that time. And one of the features that I thought was amazing at the time was this idea that you create markers. And if you wanted to, you could make that marker public to everyone. And everyone on the podcast is probably like, that's the dumbest possible idea you could have. But to me as an engineer, I'm like, that's awesome. You could flip a, you know, flip a bit basically and make your spot available to all users. And, uh, you know, pretty dumb idea it turns out, and so we saw very early on that there is feedback from our community at the time, which was the Midwest, that there are real concerns with that, right? That really gets into that. That really crosses that line of that hotspotting topic that we all yeah. that we all want to try to avoid for good reason. And so we quickly removed that feature and said, "Wait, we screwed up. Let's remove that feature. It's never going to happen again. Our bad." And so we 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 always are looking for feedback both from the industry and from users to try to make sure that we are following best practices and making sure that what we create is in the best interest of the industry and the community long-term.
0: I think it's great. Yeah, man. I just want to say thanks again, Zach, for uh, coming on Dads on the Fly, as a dad on the fly, founder and CEO of Trout Routes. And uh, now that we've spoken with you, just want to let everybody know, you know, genuine fella who just really wants to be out on the water, um, wants to make it better for anglers to be on the water. And I think that's the mission behind this is, you, know, you don't create something like this you're you're giving back i mean you, we talked about this Caleb, on a recent episode you got people who what was the great quote from the last couple of months back uh or a month or so back you you're a share or a what was the lefty yeah it was oh for, uh, yeah
1: you either um you either show your knowledge or share your there knowledge, it is and you want to be yeah. a guy that shares your knowledge because the guys that just try to show their knowledge are usually a bunch of jerks so <laughs> <laughs> and i think it's great that you're sharing your knowledge for sure so
0: rock and roll man is there anything else you first of all trout routes uh on all the apps is it can you also find you got i know you guys on instagram just at trout routes
2: yep just at trout routes and then we're on all the app stores just searching trout or trout routes will do it
0: all right that's great zach
1: anything uh anything else you would like to tell anybody who's interested in checking out trout routes or, or or is not sure whether or not it's for them
2: uh, no, I think we probably made the case pretty well tonight, but I just want to say thanks so much for having me on it. It's honestly an honor to, to kind of join you guys tonight. It was a really fun discussion and I really love what you guys are doing. I think, you know, in the, in the fly fishing podcast space, there's a few players and they all kind of have different angles, but you guys have something very unique where you're really talking to and speaking to what it means to be a dad while fly fishing. And that's something that kind of speaks to me. So I love what you guys are doing. Keep it up. And, uh, thanks for having me.
1: Zach, thank you, man. We really appreciate that. And uh, we encourage people to to go check out Trout Routes. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode. And until next time, tight lines. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast. We hope this episode has inspired and encouraged you as a parent or an angler as we wade through faith, family, and fishing all on the fly make sure to check us out at dadsonthefly.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at Dads on the Fly. Shoot us a message, as we always love hearing from you all. If you'd like to check out any Dads on the Fly merchandise, you can find it there as well. And as always, if you can, leave us a rating or review and share this podcast with a friend. Until next time, tight lines.